he was asked the day before by Rabbi Avram to say Shir Hilchus Hashem. He said, now is the time to say Hilchus Hashem. Rabbi said he's not sure if he has the enough clarity of mind to say. Rabbi Avram insisted and he gave a Shir Hilchus Hashem. Um, the next day they came, they grabbed him, he said, wait a minute. And he asked uh, Rabbi Avram's daughter to bring him a coat and a watch. Um, Rabbi Hanna was a tremendous daikin. When she came down, they had taken him already. People saw him being marched, and they said he looked the embodiment of dignity while the people marching him were highest Ross, but he never, he never stooped, he never wavered. Um, they kept him here for a few days without food and water in terrible conditions, and then they shut him out. I'll just say over something that Rabbi Khan himself, they asked him, in that kufa, they asked him to speak about these things and so on. And someone asked him about, you know, like what's the point of it? You know, everything's going up in smoke and so on. They asked him about Amuna. And he gave an extraordinary marshal, which is um, one of the most powerful mashalim um, uh, about looking at things. He said a city fellow once came to a farm and he sees nice green and everything. And he compliments the host, yes, very, very green the field. So he said, okay, watch tomorrow. And he cuts it all down. And he said, you're crazy, it's so beautiful, so green and everything, you cut it down. So he said, okay, watch what happens. He takes what he cut down and he thrashes it. And then he said, stop. And he said, no, and he grinds down the flour. And then he takes the flour, mixed it with water, and it begins to look like something. Then he takes and throws it into the oven. And the person says, I mean, you worked so hard, now you're burning it. And finally, what comes out is golden loaves. Rav said, any snapshot, any slice of it, you see destruction. The cutting down, the grinding, the throwing into the fire. But when you take the whole film together, um, that's the only way you'll know exactly what happened. And I can't think... I mean, when I spoke once to Rabbi Hanan himself, I mean, he went to America for a year to collect money to build a new building. And he came back to be killed. Um, and somebody who's Ketane Amana, somebody who would only see things from a slice of time, um, would say, what, what a terrible, you know, less thin, less dying, and you know, everything's over and everything's finished. Uh, that was the only way, in 1945, if somebody was standing on a mountain here or any place and would think rationally, the answer was, there's no future for Yiddishkeit possible. Uh, American Jewry was rapidly assimilating. It was a downhill um, slide. At Zestral, nothing was happening yet. A few thousands of Chalutzim uh, were desperately trying to make something out of it. it. It was, you know, it was closed for people to immigrate. The land was impoverished. Yiddishkeit was not growing there. Soviet Russia had imprisoned effectively all its millions of Eden, and there was no Yiddishkeit. And whatever the Yiddishkeit there was, which was East Europe, which was here, was 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 burnt. And that's that's the only way a rational person could see it. But that's because we look at uh, slide shots. But if you look at the movie, um, 75 years later, um, his trip. His 20 years of having yeshiva 
sowed the seeds of the next door of, of Torah Gedolim and uh, Rabbonim and Rebbeim. His year in America planted the seeds for an, accept, for, for an accepting tzibur to want to send their kids to learn to become Gedolim Torah. And we have today uh, Yiddishkeit in America blossoming, Yiddishkeit in Yisrael at a Baruch Hashem at a Madrega that possibly hasn't been who knows in how many hundreds of years, maybe never. And even in Eastern Europe, you know, we, we went to camp that first night and people who were buried under layers and layers and layers of Tinex and Ishba, uh, you know, third, fourth generation of Tinex and Ishba, are making a bris, are keeping Shabbos, are getting married, are going to Yisrael, are building homes, or who knows what. Um, Rebel Khanan's godless was, he saw this in 1940. Um, we, the are opening our eyes in 2017 to look at it. But understanding that no, there's never one scene that will ever be HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ashkocha. By definition, Ashkocha is flux. We don't know. And he, living in this horrible time, when everything, when he saw everything destroyed, and he understood that he's only seeing one, one, one slide. He's not seeing the film. And understanding that it's part of a film. There's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end. And he's only seeing the wheat being, he's, the, 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 the dough being burnt, the, the, the wheat being ground. Who knows what? Um, that's the, I mean, he, he, he's, his, um, his demeanor during the days coming close to this, he recognized it was Ashkocha because he had a way to escape. He was going to go to Sweden, and his son, through some freak accident, uh, the, the carriage that was carrying the luggage crashed on his foot and broke his foot, and he, he realized he can't go, and he's not going. And um, he understood he's meant to stay. He, um, he never lost himself, never lost any of his composure. Um, you know, for a person whose who's das is das Torah, that his mind is what's right and what's emes and what's fave and what the chiv is at this moment. Um, there never was a loss of anything. Um, so I, I, we're all here in a certain sense today. Um, the reason why a group of Neitoyer are here in this place is because of Rebbe He provided the Rebbeim of our Rebbeim, the Rebbeim of my, my Rebbeim he provided, and the Rebbeim of your Rebbeim he provided. The 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 the, the, the the critical mass of people willing to support my sister Torah and send kids to my sister, he provided in building America, and um, he he um, you know the, the, it's one of the one of the versions reporting what he said was the the fire that's burning us is rebuilding Chal Yisrael, yeah the 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 fire that burned him and everyone else that went there. Um, rebuilt Kaiser. How? What? I don't know. That's Eivishter. But the, the very fact that we're here is the biggest testimony that, you know, a group of people came because we want to connect to Shivas. A group of Americans and 75 years later want to see Kletsk and Mir and Baranovich and Slabotka. I mean, that's what we want to see. And um, I, I saw the the guards were looking like crazy, a group of rich Americans, and all they do all day is go from graveyard to graveyard and old shell of a building, old shell of a building, and um, that's all they have. That's, you know, what's, what's with them? Um, you know, yes, 
he, he, he has nothing but shells, so Vemela, a nightclub and a restaurant is all he has. Um, you know, for us, the, the, the Rebaran in Kletsk and Abshimin in Grodna and Rebbe Hanan Baranovich and Rebbe Hanan here and, 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 and the Alta Slabaka, that's, that's all we have. It's, I, I guess it's, it's something to, to, to be misbehaving now. Who was scared that we're trying to find a house, dig the treasures. He said it was dug up already, all the treasures was taken, and so on. And I was standing and thinking, you know, that, that for her, the whole, her whole life is, I mean, her whole life is the treasures in the ground, the katoshkas, the this, the that. I mean, they 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 were zeichet to nothing, and that's what we all have at the best at the best case. I mean, my father lost it all, and my father has two children, and grandchildren, and Torah, and Bnei Torah, and you know, the, 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 that's the difference. The the the, the uh, difference between Yisrael and Musa'ilam. Never, you know, that's it. It's, it's a form of it's a Balchayim whose scope of life. Is somebody's going to come and looking for the gold in the bottom of her pit over there, and zehu, she she doesn't know there's anything else. You can't imagine there's something else. It, it's it's a different world. It's a different bria. I'll tell over a story um, I heard at uh, at uh, a um, A boy in the in the yeshiva, Shol Eisenblatt, kind of rocha. He was nifted a few years ago. Um, he was somebody uh, older than me. He got married. In you know 1971, his shver was no longer living. His shver's name was Kibavich. And at the Hasana, Yaakov Neiman, he was a Shiva Petartikva in Or Yisrael, got up and he spoke. Usually you don't speak at Hasana's day. He got up and he said, I want to say a few words. He said, You never was Zoha to know your shver. But I was very close with him. And let me tell you a story so that you understand who your shver was. He said he he went through the war by hiding out in the forest. Um, hiding out in the forest was far from a picnic. They lived in a big pit, you know, covered up, sort of, but it was a pit. Um, the outhouse with where they stayed was one and the same. They were covered with lice from head to toe. They froze through the winter. They really could find what to eat. And if the, if the wrong type of partisans caught them, they would get shot. That the partisans, many of them had it in for the Jews and Keshat. He said he woke up one morning and he said, I am laying in a pit, wallowing in my filth, covered in and scratches from head to toe. My life could be taken any minute and I'm constantly hungry and cold. President Roosevelt is laying in a warm bed, having fed, having been fed a, a, a great supper and anticipating a great breakfast and being waited on hand and foot. If you were to give me the choice today of changing places with him, I would say no. Baruch atah Hashem alekeinu melech ha'ilom shaloi osani goy. He said, that was Yishver, and that's... And, and if you take a look around at all the faces, and people, people keep thinking, what, what did this person do during the war? What did they do? Who, who did they kill and so on and so forth that's one cheshman my other cheshman is um, 
you know, the 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 life and everything is rounded, is 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 a balchai. It, it's it's a little hole and they live in a hole. And that's it. It's whatever it is. It is. There's no the the, the concept of how much chesed did we do, how much kedusha have I reined myself in to keeping, um, am I passing on Torah? Am I passing on a legacy? Am I trying to strive to better myself? You have the Altus Labotka talking about Tzalm Alekim, and you have Katoshkis and 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 and, 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 and a little, I mean, it, it's a living grave for, for 80 years, that's all it is. And I think it's, it's important to, when Rav Shach used to always say, he said, when when the pirates came ready to beat and mad and everything, he said, we looked at him like a mad dog, like a rabid dog. He can hurt you. He can he can he can kill you. Um, he's dangerous and he's frightening, but he's not a threat to your existence because he's a balchai. He's a dog. Nothing more. There's no tzuras no tzalim to him. Nothing. Um, I don't know. Looking looking at the people we've seen, I, I can imagine Reb Aaron Kotlin Kletsk and and uh, and the balachayim that we saw that talking to them. I mean, how did they even live on the same planet? How how did they cross the same street? I, I you know, I, I can't. It 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 boggles imagination that these people were standing next to, you know, Malach Elyon and the, the, the you know the story. Rabbi Ochper was extremely enamored by Kivega, like Rabbi Kivega was by him, and he heard there was a Yid who, when he was very young, had seen Rabbi Kivega, and he made a tremendous effort to see him. And this person started, yeah, he remembers, and he was tall, he was short, he was this, he was that. Rebbe Chonan, Rebbe told his, his guy with him, he said, it's fine, we're going. And when he left, he said, he may have known a Rabbi Akiva, Eger, he doesn't know Rebbe Akiva Eger. It, 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 if he starts talking about how tall he was, how short he was, he doesn't know him. So, so he, may, he, may, he may describe the picture, doesn't know him. I mean, I, I, part of the last two or three days has been Half of me is, is is sort of imagining what we had over here, and half of it is seeing what the word poya means. See, seeing and and this is without the ritzich and the shvichasdamim and everything else. And maybe it's not a surprise, you know, when when a tiger mauls somebody, you don't you're not surprised at his lack of understanding. I don't know, you know, it's it's something that I, I guess I've been sort of mulling out about a lot about.